What's up? Pretty good. Pretty good. So uh, how you doing on this Christmas season coming up? Excellent. Excellent. I'm uh, merry as ever. <laughs> Working on the jolly part. <laughs> I got too much jolly for both of us, I think. I got, <laughs> I got, uh, I got fat man energy. We're good. No, I'm, ca- I'm catching up. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'll catch you one day, Arthur. One day. One day. One day you'll know my pain. It's just us crying on the floor. <laughs> All it was was milk and cookies. Why? <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, what's, uh, why don't you, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself because this is the beginning of the interview, even though I'm a chaotic shithead. And that's how I'm just going to proceed from here on it. I, I knew what I was getting myself into. <laughs> um, well, I'm Isaac Viers and, um, I composed the music for Slay the Stars. Slay the Stars. Check it out on all podcasts. <laughs> Insert applause. And Where you listen to podcasts. So what do you what do you do? What do you like to do, et cetera? Just a quick intro. Throw your socials at us. I know I know you have a YouTube channel that you'll post anime covers to every once in a while in some of your streams. Yeah, it's uh um been a little bit of a I guess brief delay on that recently but yeah oh yeah i'd love to make some anime covers i always uh listen to anime music i mean it's probably like my guilty pleasure that i listen to so i'm always like i could do a cover of that and then um yeah some of them come to fruition so uh i definitely have way more ideas for more to come but yeah youtube you know i actually forget what my youtube insert youtube uh name here it's uh i'm pretty sure it's just isaac Viers. No space. Uh, let's see. Where is it? I-S-A-A-C-V-I-A-R-S. You have numbers? Oh, is that like your Twitter handle maybe? Hold on. Because it's Isaac Fires 3687. Does that sound correct? Oh, no, that's not it. No, my YouTube, I'm pretty sure, is just Isaac Fires. Oh, wait. It is. But then, that's my B. My B. Yeah, you're good. It's all good. I think my Twitter... Um, I was going to beep half of that hold out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. My Twitter is... Isaac Fires also. That's pretty consistent. So <laughs> clearly we are the best at platform <laughs> management. <laughs> <laughs> oh marketing. I um I remember um somebody yelled at me. They're just like, why why is your socials different? They're supposed to be the same. Make it the same. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so they're the same yeah. now. So I mean you're ahead of me on that regard, because that was that was sheer social go. panic. It's like <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, you know how it is. Well, so I went to school for music. I did uh, undergrad in music, and I was really big into jazz, and I, I still am, still love jazz. I'm a trombone player, actually, at heart. Yeah, for those of you who don't so, know, um, Isaac is a genuine, world-class like jazz musician. Uh, he's very, very talented. He is sought after for a, quite a frequent amount of time. Uh, I remember he, you did Allstate, right? Like every I year of high school? That. Like you made uh, Allstate. Three years. Oh, right, not freshman. Yeah, yeah, freshman year I did an audition. But yeah, um, I think uh, sophomore year, second place. Junior year, I got eighth place. <laughs> or no, sophomore year was third. Then I went down to eighth. And then I made my way back up to second. So, you know, competition's uh, pretty big here in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. But, well, yeah, it was fun. I went to college for music and then um, I've been teaching a little bit. Right now, I'm kind of on a hiatus from teaching music. Um, just have a day job right now and still doing music on the side. So, um, yeah, that's where, that's where we're at right now. Been trying to get into video game music and some film stuff, and that's where uh, Arthur kind of reached out to me when I, I started doing some of that. And, yeah, I'm loving every second of it. So uh, you mentioned teaching. When did, how did that come up? Was that, like, from college carried over, or was it just people yeah. People knew how good of a musician you are? They're just like, teach me, please. Well, in, in grad school, I mean, it was kind of a, a necessity to pay some bills and stuff like that, so... I was mostly teaching younger kids at that point, but um, then I taught college for a year. Um, well, I, tra- backtrack. After grad school, I taught middle school band and elementary school band. Oh, God. <laughs> and you're still doing it? I, Are you okay? Li- no, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I admire the people who do that so much. Um, it's very hard to do that. Anyway, uh, yeah, then I was actually teaching a jazz band at a college. I was just adjunct. Um uh, that year. So, um, but yeah, I currently stopped doing that and I'm currently just doing my day job and trying to reconfigure some things, refocus 
where I'm doing music stuff. So really hoping to keep on the the production route of things and co- composition. So that's where I'm really trying to focus my energy into. So what's like your go-to instrument for when you're starting to compose? Like, is it, because also another one, you're a uh, world-class mandolinist as well. Is that the correct pronunciation of that? Because I don't remember. Mandolinianist. I, I should have Googled that. Clearly, I know what I'm doing. Uh, oh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, uh, just, you know, mando player, whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> I probably wouldn't say world-class, but I definitely like to use it as a uh, part of like, um, you know, get some different textures and stuff in there. And um, to, especially, I think, so I, I did the mandolin on the, the one uh, tavern music the background the tavern track and the one uh um piece that you guys put together um so that was really cool that was one of my favorites i think i found of yours just sitting on a back burner somewhere i'm like i'm using this and i'm not apologizing i'm glad you found it i'm glad you liked it um yeah no i definitely have a lot of those (laughs) so uh if you check out my stuff uh my twitter has links to all that stuff and youtube um so if you find any songs you like reach out you can use them my pro- my first go-to instrument though is probably just the the piano, um, just to kind of pluck some stuff and I'll uh, put different sounds on there um, when I'm recording. Um, so yeah, that kind of helps it. But since I play trombone, you know, I'll use that if I ever need to, and then uh, I can play guitar too. So I like I like using strings, um, but typically when I first start, just go for the piano. So. Is um, and I lost you a little bit through there, so I'm going to need to fix some things later in editing. Uh, so is your? I got it on my side. Okay, so maybe it's me. Shit. Okay, because uh, we're doing this over Zoom, and you'll never see this video. I will die on that hill. Uh, I, <laughs> this is my after work time, so I look like a. <laughs> when you teach, is it mostly like through piano, or do you do you work like with the instruments you're working with? Um, yeah, typically with the instruments I'm working with. So um, when I was teaching more frequently, I'd be teaching some trombone, um, some piano. I, I never, unless I was teaching more like theory and um, like composition or type of teaching, like if they wanted to learn that type of stuff, you know, then I could um, do that more effectively with the piano. But if it comes to like teaching like classical piano, don't go to me. I am not a classical pianist. Uh, I cannot sight read like actual complicated piano music. So, you know, yeah, not a piano player, but I can play the piano. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it just depends on what they what they want to learn. But I probably most enjoy teaching stuff about like um, arrangements, like composition and um, probably harmony and like theory and stuff like that. Speaking of harmony and theory and arrangements, I guess seamless transition. Uh, why don't you go ahead? Because I know Here's the thing. I was told very explicitly that I'm not allowed to know most of what you and Leah talked about. So what happened was Leah talked to you about what the components of the story that she was planning are. And we're to a point now where we kind of got to, I'm not going to say it on the stream because I don't know when we're putting this up because we have episode 30 coming out tomorrow, episode 31 and 32 the weeks after. We just found out something. I'm just like, (laughs) but I don't know if there's more of that because it's Leah and she's also a stupid good writer. It infuriates me. Oh my God. I love the character development. Oh, and then she'll, she'll attach me to a character and then she'll just rip them away. (laughs) It's so sad. Uh, well, that's uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Russian lore. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Okay, well, so I won't say anything like specific, but Leah gave me just kind of a rundown on the concepts and um, what she was really shooting for, for kind of like the progression of the the story, and you know, a little bit of just kind of like insight on where things are going um so that's kind of where uh i tried to put that in there she wanted like a progression you know something to build with the intro theme um so that's that's where i went you know definitely like different like i think there's like kind of three main parts of the full theme and so you can kind of like gather that's like you know a big progression you know you have your um more spacey kind of a little bit of a one thing that we had talked about was putting some horror elements in there and now the beginning isn't really horror yet but it it kind of like foreshadowed that with like the 
They're kind of like uh, piano, marimba type of sounds that are that are in there with the melodic instrument. So definitely has elements of horror there, but you know, it's still still innocent at the beginning. And then she wanted a progression. Uh, so yeah, I just did my best to kind of build into what she her vision was. And you know, it was really mainly all just because she told me what she wanted to happen. And that's, uh, you know, that's why I love collaborating too, because you get to work together and build that vision together. And then it, it actually becomes something. I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, like when we heard it the first time, I remember sitting because we had our meeting. We sat and listened to it. And I remember Jen being like, the fuck is this? Like, this isn't ours, right? Like, this is too good to be ours. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, well, that definitely means a lot. Like, she thought I was punking her. Like, Jen, I, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I knew how good a musician you were because we, we played together in the past. But I don't think they knew that, even though they're just like, ah, it's Arthur, whatever. Mm. <laughs> no, he's good. He's good. Like you should listen to the intro. He's good. Yeah, that means that means a lot. So, what were the, like the what pieces did you pull? Like, were there artists or shows or like themes that you pulled from specifically that you were like li- either listening to a lot or wanted to incorporate? You're yeah. like, I heard this. I'm like that, that, that. Well, like kind of um, my, I guess journey. Like my, I started like wanting to make video game music a couple years ago, and so you know, fantasy is kind of RPGs are kind of like one of the first, um, you know, most, I guess, most notable type of uh, genre there is for video games. And so then I was trying to make music for that. So I'd already kind of started playing with like fantasy elements in my compositions in that realm. Um, And, you know, I I love, uh, I love shows like Game of Thrones and um, Westworld. Westworld isn't fantasy, but, you know, it's got the modern kind of like, you know, supernatural-ish type of stuff. And I guess not really supernatural, but kind of futuristic and whatnot. But anyway, just like those vibes. So I was definitely um, taking some influence from like Ramin Jawadi's uh, work and his intro for Game of Thrones and Westworld. And then, you know, I knew I had to have some like space elements. Um, And I mean, what better element for space than like synthesizers? So, um, you know, definitely some Stranger Things influence in there also. But yeah, and because I had never really, I had I had messed with, I'd done a couple like um, intros to like main theme type of things for video games. But really, this is like my first intro song for something that's like, basically, I guess it can, could be considered like a drama or, you know, a, a story. I think we're we're classified as like a drama on Spotify, which is weird to all of us. We don't understand. <laughs> Oh, it's very dramatic. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, so I was I was trying to li- listen to a bunch of different intros um, and stuff like that. And so, yeah, those are probably the big three that I, I drew from. And yeah, yeah. And I just, I found a really cool like sample uh, synthesis. Well, it was like a s- strings, like an orchestra. And they it was like a sampler, sampler library mixing strings with synthesizer, almost like making them into one. And so I used that. Um, as in the composition and, uh, yeah, it was, it was just great. I found some really cool sounds to work with. And so it just kind of, uh, went from there. So I'm going to swing back to your equipment here in a second, because I do want to talk about that. So is there anything like in the theme, like either thematic elements or specifically like maybe instruments as themes that you can talk about, like from what's happened in the story so far that you know about, like, or do you have an inkling of like, I meant that to be Char, or I meant that to be like symbolizing loss, like moving forward when you, when you were composing. Um, yeah, like pretty much after the first intro, I, like the first section I talked about, um, which is really just kind of pads and then that melodic toy piano, uh, like xylophone type of sound. Right going into the second section, there's piano and then a cello. And so... Um, yeah, that was Zim and Shah right there. You know, I mean, that was uh, really trying to just the duo, you know, just playing with um, two sides of things, um, good and evil, you know, I mean, kind of kind of playing with those uh, elements. So, yeah, that that was definitely kind of what I had in, in mind. And then it, I just kind of didn't really focus too much on overthinking that or anything. And I just kind of let it build 
but that was my starting point because um, I think I started with that even before I did the first section. I think that second section is kind of where I, I started with. I love it. The, the full thing, I think, is uh, close to three minutes, like 240, something like that. Yeah. And we've had to cut down the intro, which pains me to do every single time I have to edit it into the beginning. Um, but we can, you've. No, I, th- I think it worked, you know, as a, um, you know, as a first time like intro writer, I think the shorter one, obviously people who are listening don't want to sit through a whole three minute song every time. But so I, I, I love what happened, how it kind of really kind of gets to the point. And I just, I think it's uh, even more. Uh, memorable to the ear when you can just kind of hear that every time like the how it just goes right into that last section and yeah i i don't know i think i think it was great how it worked out in regards to like your equipment when you were you're building it so what kind of equipment do you have like set up is it like a midi piano is it like a electric piano like microphones instruments how you record like you can just go through all of that um, yeah, this one I, d- I didn't use any actual um, acoustic instruments, um, just because the the sounds I was going for I didn't really have a need for those. Um, so yeah, everything was done just with uh, MIDI. I have a complete A forty nine MIDI keyboard, um, and I use Logic. So um, and then I use like the complete thirteen sound library and uh, a few other things. Um, yeah, I'm bl- totally blanking on the name of that really cool. Uh, orchestra synthesizer type of uh, mixture thing. So, you know, get back to me on that. I'll, I'll, I'll we, maybe I could do a breakdown of the song and I go through exactly which plugins I use for every single one. That'd be an awesome stream if you want to do that later. I know you have like a stream deck that you have set up and you can you can do all that stuff. Yes, on. I do. I do stream on Twitch sometimes. I, I'm I want to get back into that probably going into the new year. So, um, yeah, yeah. Find me on Twitch. Look forward to 2023 with Isaac Viers. But yeah, I mean, I've hopped into one of them and then the other one I've, I watched on like the replay, uh, just, you were hyper-focused the one time. I don't remember what you were working on. I think it was the part of the tavern, like sections that you were working on. Mm. Um, I think, Yeah. I, but the other time, I mean, I just, I love dicking around with you. So <laughs> it works yeah. for me. If, well, it's like one of those things, if I like realize that there's somebody there, like in the chat, then, you know, I'll try to. I'll try my best to converse with them, but if I'm I'm actually like doing something productive on stream, I'll just let that ride out because honestly, that why I started streaming was just as a form of holding myself to accountable and being productive with that. So, um, yeah, I kind of just you know sets time aside where I'm not going to be distracted on my phone and all that. You know, the good stuff that we deal with in society today. So, so is there like. Is there ever an idea in your head that you're just like, I can't sleep now. I need to, I need to get this out. Or are you mostly pretty, I'm going to focus on this for this amount of time. That's going to be my creative time and we're going to move on. Um, yeah, I think, uh, there's been like a few moments where that's happened or maybe I had a, had a project that I was working on and some, I like the outline of it was, you know, I had kind of an idea in my head and then like trying to, a lot of, a lot of composition is like problem solving. You know, depending on kind of what you're doing. If you're trying to make it fit a specific mold, then yeah, it's definitely a lot of problem solving, whereas you have to make certain things work and make it fit the ideas that you want it to. Um, And it's just kind of give you those guidelines to fit that mold. Um, So if I ever have an idea like that, then yeah, I'll need to like probably write that down right away or just like sing it into my phone or something like that. Otherwise, I just try to stay consistent as much as I can, um, you know, just trying to show up. I think that's the that's the best way to put it. Just if you show up, you know, some days are going to be better than others. Some days you're not going to make anything good at all. And, you know, some days you'll make a really cool thing. And that's okay to do as long as you keep doing it. I mean, it, it's really hard to, especially today, it's really hard to book specific times to either be creative or do specific tasks just because everything seems so all at once all the time? Yeah, well, I mean, that's definitely something I learned. Like, um, when I was in music school, I mean, it was pretty much learning about music, like theory, how to play an instrument of choice. Mine was trombone in in college and um, really kind of focusing on that stuff. But they don't really, like, tell you much about real-world applications of those things 
Um, and I'm not saying that's all programs, but uh, you know, if you're gonna go to school for music, I'd probably recommend doing one where you're learning about the technology side of it also. Because when it comes to the technology side of things, I'm all self-taught. Um, and it's, uh, I still have a lot to learn. <laughs> There's a, yeah, it's, it's overwhelming sometimes how much more there is to learn about it. But I feel like I definitely do still appreciate my music school because I have a really good, uh, handle on theory and, you know, just how music works in general. Um, so definitely still no regrets there. So have you ever thought about I mean, I, I think you're fine. I enjoy, clearly I enjoy your competition, composite, compositions. I'm not a voice actor. But have you ever thought about going back and trying to re either not relearn or just kind of get more proficient with the technological side? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, right now I'm just still doing the self-learning thing. And um, I've definitely thought about reaching out to some, just some professionals in the, I guess what I would do before going actually back to school for it would probably be just to reach out to um, professionals in the field and trying to get some one-on-one -on -one time with them. I think that can that can go a lot a long way, um, more so than you know. I'd probably do that better rather than just going back into debt. <laughs> <laughs> um, not saying I'm out of debt yet, but you know, more debt. Just keep shoveling down. I feel that that hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> too real so when you were presented this what what was the thought like when when we approached you and you're just like okay cool was there like pieces that you had been working on previously that you're just like all right i want that component and that component so i have to throw all these other pieces out like have you changed like what you have in your backlog because of a lot of this stuff and you're just like this is not good this is better like what's your rotation schedule on like pieces you're working on because i know clearly you're busy like you, you're working and then you also uh you go you play concerts uh and then you also teach i, I know you're kind of on like a musical hiatus at the moment but i mean you do all these things and on top of that you're also married like <laughs> So, I am that. <laughs> sorry, ladies and gentlemen, but I am taken. Uh, so it's not like you have an unbusy life. So is there just stuff that gets like rotated and thrown out, like when you're when you're doing that process? Yeah, definitely. You can't work on everything at once. Um, you know, um, well, I guess when I was teaching uh, more frequently, I mean, I would have to be um, arranging like a song, like a jazz jazz tune for like the big band um, for school, and it's like. You, there's you can just only do one thing at a time i mean that's that's with anything like multitasking is a is a sham i mean you can't really multitask in like any capacity like obviously you know you can throw a show on and like work or something like that but you're not going to be able to pay attention to the show if you're working and if you're watching the show you're not working so you know you know uh, yeah there's no way you can do it all at once um so when it comes to like the different styles because I do like so many different styles and I don't want to stop working or like making music in those different styles. Um, you know, I just kind of have to find what, what's kind of what I'm feeling. Like if, if there's no um, deadline, then I probably try to do just whatever I'm kind of in the mood for, I guess. Um, and usually moods don't come and go like super quick, you know, I'll be like, like in jazz mood mode for like two weeks or something and then i want to write some cool like tension music or something for the the next week or something um and then yeah so i mean it, it never is like totally different from day to day but i guess it kind of comes and goes in in waves um kind of ebbs and flows but if i do have a deadline for something i think uh arthur you still with me i'm here uh i heard if you do have a deadline for something we're having some internet lag Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stab if I had the ability to stab uh, an internet provider in the face I would, but you know they don't have a face they have a <laughs> conglomerate, so uh, yeah 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 um was oh if I if I have a deadline for something then obviously that gives me some more motivation to work on that thing that I have to do um, and sometimes maybe I will procrastinate with something else but typically uh, I've learned. After all these years, I've gotten a little bit better about being able to do what I need to do <laughs> rather than when I was younger. Maybe not so much. Yeah, deadlines help me. As you know, I just admitted I am a procrastinator. Deadlines help me a lot. So sometimes that means giving myself deadlines um, and trying to trying my best to stick to those and kind of making it almost as serious 
of a, I wouldn't say consequence, but just like, you know, on that same level as if somebody was like paying me to, to do something. Um, if I'm not getting paid for it, I have to kind of still give myself that same kind of pressure, um, which, um, you know, as a musician, when you're writing stuff, you're not getting paid for everything. <laughs> I would say um, a lot of it you're not. So, you know, and a lot of that <laughs> is what, you, what you're doing to learn. And, you know, that's that's why we do it is because we love it, too. So. All right. So real real quick, before we do some quick fire questions, uh, there was a question that was actually asked. Uh, is there a sound that complete like you don't feel that music is complete without like something that you in your soul need in in certain pieces of music or even every piece of music like for example somebody gave like i think every piece of music should at least have bass or a bass equivalent like is there something that you feel like music isn't really complete without it or you just are you just to the point now where you're you've heard so much different music that it's just like i mean eh. yeah um I, i like music with um with rhythm i don't i don't like I, I don't know like um i can't really just listen to music if there's not really much happening rhythmically that that kind of sounds more like maybe i mean i guess if, if, if there's something going on like when you're writing background music for something you can have less rhythm but even so it has to be more than just like a drone or some something stagnant there's got to be something changing i think there has to be um something giving it that motion and so i think rhythm is the probably the main component to like actually bringing interest to what we listen to i mean more than notes you know more than cool chords more than harmony i think rhythm is the most interesting thing that is in music so i i yeah that that's probably what i would say if um if i had to have one component or like one element to music it's it's got to be rhythm there's got to be some kind of rhythm there all righty quick fire questions uh let's see oh god all right you ready i'm gonna start you off real real quick Maybe. all right favorite color green all right uh star sign uh gemini uh favorite movie uh uh pulp fiction favorite tv show <laughs> um okay see i was talking to, to my wife Lindsay about this and there's like different categories, man. I love anime, but then like I, I wouldn't like group that with like real TV or like real people TV is what I call it. Um, like the normies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to say Tokyo Ghoul for anime and we're going to say, um, fuck it, Breaking Bad. What's your guilty pleasure show? Uh, probably like The Office. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Do you have what 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 goes on a hot dog? Like if you have a choice, free reign of anything, what's your hot dog toppings? Oh well, I'm a West Virginia boy and I probably like chili cheese. And if somebody's making it for me, um if I'm making it for myself, I'd probably just stop stop with like chili, maybe ketchup if they have that. I don't know. Probably wouldn't mix the two, but maybe some relish. But if somebody's making it for me, I'll just get whatever they give me, you know. Just I trust you. You know how to make a hot dog. Put the mustard on there. Put the onions. Put the chili. I don't care. Put it all on there. <laughs> Depends on where I'm getting my hot dog from, too, I guess. That's true. Is there places you will, like, have you ever gone to a specific hot dog place, like, that's built for hot dogs? I mean, TNL. Oh, right. I forgot TNL about that. <laughs> Do you collect anything aside from instruments? Oh, um, I have, like, a lot of anime figurines. Like the little the mystery bag keychain things, I have a lot of those. You can actually see them right here, but oh my god, you won't yeah. see them if you're just listening. Sorry, guys, it's this is for me only. I apologize. Check in my stream; you'll see them behind me. <laughs> um, are you a, a Mac or a PC guy? Uh, Mac, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> I love Macs and I hate them at the same time. Um. Honestly, the only reason I hate them is because I can't play games on them. But, you know, not as many games as I would like. But they do a hell of a good job for music. And that's what I do. So I've noticed a lot of like musicians and voice actors have Mac specific stuff. Is that like how you got into that? Or was it like just before going into music as a profession? Uh, yeah, no, it was it was honestly because of music. I had a, I had a laptop, just a laptop for a while. And it was probably just because of the laptop I had wasn't. It was supposed to be good. It was, I don't want to say any brands or anything, 
you know. But like it couldn't even run Finale, which is just a notation software. And I was trying to write a big band chart and it couldn't handle like, you know, having like 15 lines at the same time. That's nothing for a big band. Right. Well, I mean, and, and so the PC, like it just, it kept, I lost, okay, the really what happened is I worked all night. I was writing, got like done with this arrangement. It was while I was in school. So I was like due the next day and I just, it crashed out on me and I lost like a big portion of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get a Mac. <laughs> I need something that's like reliable. And that's really what did it. Okay. Uh, perfect topping on a pizza. And what doesn't go on a pizza? If you hate, like, is there anything you don't want on a pizza? I'm all about like buffalo chicken type of stuff. Um, but I recently had some really great pizza from Pies and Pints. And it was like Gorgonzola great pizza. Mm, really? I had never had it before. Yeah, they had some kind of sauce on there. And then like the cheese and grapes. It was amazing. I do highly recommend. If I had to pick something not to go on a pizza, never put anchovies or sardines or anything like that on a pizza for me. I'd probably stay away from olives, but if it's uh, if it's mixed in with other good stuff, then I'm okay with it. A uh, favorite venue you've played at? Favorite venue I've played at? Um, I got to play. Okay, so it wasn't. Okay, so it's it's called something else now, but Heinz Field. Um, I got to play at the side room. It wasn't on the field or on, on there or anything, but it was like a side like conference room type of thing. And I got to see the whole view like onto the, I got to see the field while I was playing. Super cool. Um, and then it was actually for like a 4th of July thing. So then we, we walk outside and then in, in Pittsburgh, the, the river's right there. If you go, if you're like, you know, Heinz Field's right on the river. I forget what it's called now. I know they just changed the name. But yeah, then they did like a whole fireworks display out there. It was really cool. So that's awesome. That's probably my um, my favorite experience doing that. Did you have any other like cool experiences? Maybe not like playing, but like maybe going to like a concert or anything. Um, well, I mean, I got to play at Jazz at Lincoln Center um, when I with the the college groups. So that was that was really cool. Um, you know, just being able to play on the same stage that those guys play on. Um, but one of my Probably favorite shows that I've seen is I got to I got to see Metallica, and they did like the spinning stage type of thing. So like everybody oh, was dude, surrounding. Awesome. So I guess it was not really spinning while they were playing, but it would like they would like turn in between songs, so then they could face a different part of the audience, like for each song. Um, and then Robert Tregilio is just kind of like just running around the whole entire time with his bass down to his knees, and yeah, so that was pretty cool. I don't know. I still don't know how you play bass like that, but he can do it. I don't know, man. That's on yeah. him. <laughs> like, I can barely play bass. I can play string instruments after like an hour, but like it takes me an don't hour. Don't let Arthur fool um, you. He can, he's a, a madman on the guitar. I'm a retired guitarist. Very much emphasis on the retired. <laughs> <laughs> I beg to differ. Genie, you get three wishes. You can't wish for more money. You can't wish for more mission or can't wish for more wishes. You can't kill anybody. You can't make anybody fall in love with you. Oh, dang it. Those were the three wishes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Who not to kill? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> man, I mean, I would definitely probably, okay, can this be combined into one wish? Like house with a studio built into it? Because definitely need a house with a studio. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's your wish. Okay. I mean, you play D and D. You know that you can you can finagle some wordage. <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's one wish right there. Uh, second wish, and this is a hard one. Um, uh, probably, probably bring Jimi Hendrix back to life. Second wish, and then uh, third wish is since I can use my wordage. Um, Solve everybody's problems at once. Hmm? Does that count? I think it counts. I mean, we can try. I mean, there, there's probably some verbiage. I mean, there's going to be like a subsection, category yeah, C, yeah. subsection two. <laughs> That's the genie's lawyer that needs to figure that out. That's not our problem. Sounds good. Sounds good. There might be tied up in some court later. Yeah, Who yeah. knows? Uh, what is currently your biggest influence? Um, my biggest influence right now, probably... Um, been really enjoying uh, some like Japanese video game music. So really like Nobuo Uematsu, um, a lot of his compositions with like the Final Fantasy stuff. And um, yeah, he, I think he even did like some of the Smash Brothers um, music. I think he did. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, really just like kind of Japanese music in general is what I've been really listening to. Like like I mentioned before, I listened to a lot of anime music, like um, J-pop, J-rock, and... Um, so good. Yeah, no, there's so many good stuff. So like all the time I'm like hearing something from a production standpoint and from like, you know, harmony and theory standpoints. Um, I'm like, what the heck are they doing there? And then I go figure it out. But at least from a production standpoint, I still don't know what they're doing. But that's the goal is to keep trying to figure out what they're doing. Because I know, um, like speaking of anime, I know there's things that being a, a sound designer, I've listened to. I, first of all, I love how to, tr- um, not how to train your dragon, Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, that time I got movie. reincarnated as a okay. slime. I mean, it's a great fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> not, but, okay. uh, that time I got reincarnated as a yeah. slime. It's just the sound design on all the magic effects boggles my mind because of how good it yeah. is. I'm just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> how do I do that? I want to do that. Yeah. And then I get frustrated definitely. for an hour. No, that, that's definitely something like when it comes to SFX, just like, um, I really think so. I go back and forth. I'm like, oh, I could do that, and then I actually like go into doing it, and or like find a video of somebody showing you how to do that, and they're using like like 24 layers for like the tiniest like sound effect, and I'm like, oh, that's why it sounds so good. It's because they like are extremely tedious and really amazing at doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We're putting together after the new year starts. So I think episode 30 three or four, all the spells that we have are going to start having like a specific sound effect instead of me just like being like guessing, which is what I've been I doing. I'm like, I know that it had that and yeah. that. Going to figure it out. Uh, it. Now I'm saying that and watch January 1st be like, how did I forget that one? But favorite venue. I think that's it for the quick fire questions. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna jump into D and D now. I know you play a little D and D. Yes, I do. What uh, what's your favorite aspect of it? Is is it just getting together with everybody? Is it like the storytelling? Is it just existing in a fantasy world for five minutes? Oh yeah, I mean, definitely the um, just the getting together with friends is a huge part of it. Um, my most recent campaign, um, it's, we started in COVID, um, similar to like think what you guys did and. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've been going ever since. I mean, we're still in the same campaign. Um, our DM, uh, they're so great, and they've been just building this story and building it and building it. And I always think we're like getting somewhere, and then there's like more to there, more to it. And but yeah, really, the the most fun part is just getting together with friends who um, you know are just willing to kind of go to places with you. You can just kind of go go there with each other and just experience those same things. Um, I like being able to, like the freedom of it, being able to write your own story. Um, I feel bad for DMs, uh, because they, <laughs> probably one of the reasons I'll never try. And I don't want to say never. And Leah told me never to say never about being a DM, but, um, they put in so much work and there's probably so much of it that just goes unused because of party people. The people in the party just freaking go wherever they want, go on tangents and just take everything off course. Um, if it was me, I'd be like, no, get back here. Try to, you know, <laughs> do what I want you to do. I don't think I could give up that control. <laughs> so what, you started, you started playing like at the beginning of the pandemic, which I mean, yeah, that's kind of how, a lot of us got started, I think, with like, yeah. playing consistently. I had played a little bit. I had played in college, but um, nothing, no, no campaign was ever like um, consistent. I guess like, you know, there would always be something that happened with somebody couldn't make it. We, we were just never, they would always fizzle out. So maybe we'd get like three episodes or four episodes deep. And they were always really fun. And then, you know, it always kind of fizzled out. But I guess the consistent um, D&D campaign started with COVID and, um, but I always loved it before that too. So I definitely had some experience going into it. Um, but yeah. So do you guys, um, is it like a once a month type deal every couple months? Um, it's, it's changed. So, you know, there's been times where we've, we've been like weekly, um, and then, you know, people get busy and then it might be, we try to fit one in every, every two weeks, every, every month, at least once a month, we've been trying to do some, uh, at least probably I say every like five months or so we get like an in-person session 
because we do it over over Discord. Mm, that's awesome. Um, and so every you know we're all kind of in different places. So I, that's like some of the most fun times is whenever we finally convene in one place, and then we just have a blast <laughs> and you know obviously hang before and after and you know those those sessions go the longest for sure because we never we don't want it to stop. Uh, so what are, what are you playing right now? Like what's uh, what's your class? What you got going on? I am on? A, um, a sexy tiefling warlock. <laughs> Hold on. Oh my god, you have a mini. I have a mini. Yes. Look how sexy. So sexy. Yeah, blue hair. Is that blue hair or is that? Definitely. Yeah, that's. I was gonna say, is that my camera tricking me because it's fun to deal with sometimes? <laughs> no. Yeah, usually um, shirtless. At least at the very least, usually have my like um, chest and abs showing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like to. I think. Um, you know, obviously, as any good warlock does, I use Eldritch Blast a lot. <laughs> but of course, of course, um, a, a fun thing we were we were, I guess our whole campaign is like we're all pretty good people, um, and we try to as much as we can. We haven't we're not always able to, but we always try to talk our way out of the fighting situations. So that's kind of one one part of it I like um, doing and. Even if there's an inevitable fight, just trying my best to try to just like get something to happen and just like, you know, kind of coerce things um, just with just talking and trying to roll and seeing if I can persuade people. So, yeah, that's that's been a big part of it. But so you guys, do you record it? We do not. I was going to say. Yeah, no, we do not. There's been we've we've thought about it. Um, And I part of our for our campaign, I was um, writing music. For our campaign and so whenever we did the in-person session i wrote some like battle music and stuff like that too that's so cool whenever that all comes together we play the intro at the beginning and then um whenever the the time comes do like the big old baddie battle and everything and then have the outro at the end i mean it really just makes it all work i love it awesome. you just you jamming in a corner be like ah hell just blast <laughs> <laughs> yeah should have been a bard. That's Leah's favorite class. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's the most chaotic character. Don't let her fool you. She's the most chaotic player you'll ever meet, <laughs> but she doesn't want to admit that. That's honestly <laughs> hard to believe. Just, just seeing um, how she DMs and listening to that. I would love to see it though. She is. That's the thing. She's infuriatingly yeah. good at being a DM. Um, yeah, really good. Especially since when we started, not saying that she was bad when she started, like the fact that she's learned D and D within the last, I'd say five years, like it's, it's shorter than five years. I just, I'm bad with time yeah. now. And I don't know, like the fact that she's gone from that to that level of mastery as a DM is infuriating Yeah, because very different DM styles, but she's also one of those people. It's just like, I want to cause as much chaos as possible, but not let anybody know that I'm doing it. <laughs> very sneaky. I know it's sneaky. At some point, we're going to talk about the old campaigns like that we played during COVID because I remember during COVID, we were playing every other day and I would go into work exhausted because we were playing until two or three in the morning. Not that I was asleep at that point. Anyway, I don't sleep at night. I'm a vampire. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a vampire. Still, I remember being stuck in a Scottish (laughs) accent. I remember being stuck in a Scottish accent, walking into the bank. You uh, told me about that. Because I was just doing it. I was doing it for like nine or 10 hours yeah. and it just stuck when I went to sleep for an hour. I'm like, and I had like meetings all day and I'm just oh, like, that's this great. is bad. But is there any classes like you want to play or any adventures you're looking to maybe not? I know you guys got your own campaign going on and you kind of want to see that to fruition, which is awesome. I mean, I, I wish you luck. What's, what's your level by the way? Like where, where, uh, where, what level of playing are you at? Um, I'm at level seven right now. So you're, you're kind of like on the high mid tier. Yeah. We're get we're getting up there, yeah. Like I said, I mean, our sessions we got usually a lot of dialogue. We we, we have like a party of six, um, so you know there's a a lot to get through in a session. So um, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, getting up there, like doing it, doing it. Um, we had a one shot recently where it was just like um, we were like these. So I guess all of our campaigns so far have been just like homebrew. Um, I really don't know much about like actual D&D lore and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, you know, just kind of play it by the seat of our pants and we just go for it. And the yeah, best yeah. way. And uh, one of we did a one shot recently and 
I was essentially um, a deer. We, so we, we were all like some sort of beast. That was like the thing. We had to be some sort of like animal. Um, and yeah, I mean, we still had classes and everything. But um, my guy was Renwick Fauna. And um, <laughs> so, I mean, if you want more. Okay, so here's how it went. So it was actually a, uh, a doe. Of a female deer, and I, my dad died. A doe, a deer. Okay, I'm stopping. Uh, okay, so my dad. <laughs> I was trying not to laugh. <laughs> my dad had died like when I was really young, and um, basically I grew up like wanting just like the vengeance. You know, I had that brewing inside me, and nobody respected me as a doe, and um, so I basically found. I think. I don't know. I think they were his antlers um, uh, that like I had found like because I was there when he died. And I don't really remember exactly what happened because I was so young. But I somehow got to keep the antlers. And I so I fashioned them into this hat. And then I, I basically acted like I was a buck. Um, and so I put I had like this hat on with the antlers. So everybody thought I was a, a guy. Um, and then at the end, I re- revealed the true reveal um, our, our goal was to get to the top of this mountain and essentially the, there was going to be, um, answers to be found at the top of this mountain. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really cool campaign. Um, everybody kind of had their own like goal that they were seeking. Um, and we all kind of just, you know, met up. It was a one shot. So, um, but it, it was super fun. I don't know if I have any specific like adventures I want to go on. I mean, yeah, can't say I have anything specific in mind, but usually, you know, just, I, I like playing, and I trust the DMs I play with that they'll just kind of make an adventure for us and, you know, create um, a whole story. That's awesome. Yeah. If you, like, looked at yourself, like, let's say, like, 15 years ago, like, where do you – do you think that you would have been what you're doing now, like, musical composing and playing D&D and being just a general nerd <laughs> – <laughs> and loving it like is that like how you would have seen yourself or thought your life was going in that direction before? i honestly probably at that time would have been like oh i'll be playing in like a uh, symphony or something i don't i don't know i didn't i didn't know what i wanted to do back then i don't think any of us did um but yeah no but i mean you know you grow up and you're just, you're the same person you are when you were younger and it's like even if you think you're going to be one thing you're just you're going to be the same essentially you're going to learn and grow learn all kinds of things along the way but I probably would not have thought I would have been here. <laughs> married, especially too. Married at a young age. Um, I'm 26. Um, I guess that's young for some people to be married. Um, but probably, you know, I, I probably would not have envisioned myself here. But couldn't be happier. I think I'm out of questions. That doesn't mean that you're out of answers. I'll just so, keep rambling. <laughs> yeah, go for it, man. Keep going. So your music, where where can we find it? I think SoundCloud, is that where you keep most of the stuff you've worked on so far? Or is it on your website? Um, yeah, I do have stuff on SoundCloud. Um, my website is um, IsaacViresMusic.com. Um, and I do have stuff on SoundCloud. Um, I, I, on Spotify currently and like all the streaming platforms, I just have the Slay the Stars intro right now. But I have some other stuff in the works and hopefully – Gonna start putting stuff you're not allowed to talk about. I know you're infuriatingly vague about that kind of shit. <laughs> um, you know, I gotta do what I gotta do. But yeah, hopefully putting putting some more stuff out there. Um yeah, and I would love to, you know, keep doing stuff like this. And um I, it was the one of the best opportunities I've had so far is being able to write music for y'all's podcast and so cool. It's it's been nothing but a pleasure to have you. I mean, always I mean, first of all, I love you. You're like a brother to me. We've known each other for forever. But to see you grow into just such a good uh, both composer and musician in person has just been so amazing to see. So likewise, it's always a pleasure to hang out with you and be For with sure. you. But, uh, but yeah, that's where we're at. I don't know where we're at time-wise because I realized that I had the test session that was... Well, you probably don't want to keep hearing me just ramble on about nothing, so... I always love hearing you talk in general. But I think it's 50 minutes, 50 minutes. Okay. We got about an hour's worth of stuff that I need to sift through. Uh, any final mentions of what you want to do, uh, where people can find you, um, an email? I, I don't know. Um, 
I don't know how socials work. I'm very bad I at this I mean, game. If, you, if you want me to write music for um, something you have in mind, whether that's like some kind of... Uh, I love putting audio to visual things. Um, and this D&D is very visual to me in the sense that like, you know, you're seeing everything happen even though you're just listening. So, I mean, just putting audio to stories and stuff like that. I mean, I love doing that. Um, didn't know I loved doing that until like a couple of years ago. So um, I would love to keep doing that. If you anybody needs me to write music for a story they have or a game or um, a podcast, hit me up. We'll make sure that uh, when we post this, we'll put all your socials and all your links ahead of time. So I'll get you the right one. I don't have to try to... <laughs> There's just going to be a period of me bleeping everything out because we've said everything wrong up to this point. But uh, yeah, Isaac, thank you for being interviewed. Of course. Uh, it's always good to talk Thanks to you. Thanks for having me. And it's, oh yeah, man, I love you, man. I love you. I love you too. In, in honor of cr- traditional Christmas, is there any uh, Christmas traditions that you do for the rest of the holidays going forward? Because this is, this is pretty late December at oh, this yeah. point. I say that as it's like the fifth. Uh, honestly, not not really anything crazy besides just watching as many Christmas movies as I can. Um, yeah, we're we're definitely suckers for just the cheesiest movie. We just watched uh, Christmas Vacation and Elf back to back. So you know, <laughs> we, I don't I don't care if it's great yeah, choices. I don't care if it's like if they're cheesy movies or anything, but love it. Thanks, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, whatever you want to say. Oh, yeah. And uh, thanks, Isaac. Always. No problem. Thank you, Arthur. Thanks. And cut. Okay. We're good. Our awesome intro music is brought to you by the one and only Isaac Viers. Character designs by the lovely Cam Gonzalez. Produced by our very own Leah Hemrick. Graphics designer, the one, the only, the me, Jen Kearney. And last but not least, our audio engineer, Arthur Bellino. Thanks for listening.